0: You are Locked On Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome into Locked On Balls, your team every day. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here on today's show. We have Tennessee football news. The Balls will not be playing a game on Saturday. The Texas A&M game has been postponed Right now, they're planning to play that game December 12th, which could be a very busy day on Rocky Top as Tennessee is set to host Cincinnati in basketball and Texas A&M in football on that day. So we'll talk about the potential impact on Tennessee as the Vols essentially get another bye week. They were off two weeks ago before the Arkansas game, now have two weeks to get ready for the Auburn game with the assumption, of course, that they play that game, as Auburn had to shut down football activities on Tuesday because of a COVID outbreak there. We'll also continue to monitor how things are going in Knoxville. To this point, Tennessee's been okay. Will that continue to be the case? But uh, on today's show, we'll talk about maybe how Tennessee can try to take advantage of this extra work, this extra preparation time for the final four games, which are set to resume next week uh, we'll get to that here in segment number one an update on Harrison Bailey also some recruiting talk Ryan Callahan of GoVols247.com will weigh in on where things stand with Tennessee's commitment class Caden Salter reaffirmed his commitment on Monday which is really good news how about the rest of the class what should we be paying attention to as Tennessee continues to work on the recruiting trail with a little more than a month to go before the early signing period so we'll get to that and a few other updates with Tennessee's personnel here on Locked On Vols, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's here five days a week. Thanks for being here. Thanks to everybody who has left a rating and review for the show on Apple Podcasts. That's a big help. Five-star reviews, always appreciated for sure. So uh, Locked On Vols continues, even with Tennessee taking a break this week, and maybe it's something that can help. I know there's been a lot of reaction of, you know, after the Arkansas game, Tennessee could use some more practice time. And I do think that's true, that, of course, this team could use more practice time you also had the question about the quarterback position, and this allows Jarrett Garantano a little more time to get ready for next week, which could cause you to say, wait a minute, we want to see a quarterback change. And maybe that still happens, but you saw last Saturday how Brian Mauer performed, and then think about the fact that, at least based on what they had seen, they had Harrison Bailey behind Brian Maurer. You're seeing why Jarrett Garantano has been playing. Now, I still have the question, can you spend more time getting Harrison Bailey ready to play. Now you have two weeks to kind of get him ready. And in a moment, I'll talk about how that can help him. But I think you can look at this bye week a couple of different ways. There is extra preparation time. And if Auburn has to continue to suspend activities, it could help in that you're practicing and they're not. So let's see how Tennessee performs against Auburn. If Tennessee goes to Auburn and loses, well, then it would be difficult to say that this extra time has helped Tennessee And then also, if you look at the final two weeks, now Tennessee is set to finish the season with Florida on December 5th and Texas A&M on December 12th. If Tennessee does not improve, you really run the risk of getting destroyed in the final two games of the season, which would not be a good way to end things. And and think about this. I say that because both of those teams can score points. If Tennessee loses badly to Florida – what is the motivation level for Tennessee the next week against Texas A&M? Because I will tell you what it probably will be for AM. AM has a really good chance of being eight and one when it comes to Knoxville to take on Tennessee. If Texas A&M is eight and one, it will be highly motivated to put up a really good performance, to try to impress the playoff committee. Because Texas A&M, if it's 8-1, its only loss would be against Alabama. It would have a head-to-head win against Florida, which is also trying to impress the playoff committee. So Texas A&M, which has already been the better team than Tennessee, would be fired up. So finishing the season with blowout losses, or just losses, period, I guess, but certainly if they are blowout losses against Florida and Texas A&M, would not be good. That's why Tennessee needs to stay focused here. And I'm sure that Tennessee's coaches have said, hey, don't let your guard down in terms of going out, try to avoid COVID, all that stuff. But let's continue to work. Let's continue to watch film. Let's continue to try to get better on the practice field. Stay bought in. I'm sure that's part of the message from the coaching staff, even with the loss to Arkansas, as disappointing as it was, and even as bad as that performance was, it was not good. And there are a lot of reasons to be concerned. You realize that, I know at this point, there is still a chance to get better, and maybe there's a chance to help Harrison Bailey get some extra work to try to be prepared, whether he's the starter or whether you go to him at some point. You'd like to see the talented freshman uh, show at least what he can do, and I, I know this is a different year, and I still was was caught off guard a little bit by the comments that Tom Hart relayed from Jeremy Pruitt during the SEC Network broadcast saying that they didn't want to put the freshman quarterback in harm's way and didn't want to mess with his psyche as the way that it appeared being a freshman and thinking that things could go poorly. But at some point, you have to play. At some point, you want to get the reps. Listen to what Chris Winkie said. Tennessee's quarterback's coach, who I know has also received plenty of criticism from Tennessee fans and a lot of people at this point. But this is what he said about Harrison Bailey, where things stand with him. And uh, the question was even brought up about Jeremy Pruitt's comments, again, that were relayed from Tom Hart during the game on Saturday about wanting to make sure you didn't put the quarterback in harm's way and, and hurt him for the future. Listen to what Chris Winkie said about talented freshman quarterback Harrison Bailey.
2: Well, I think you look at it. I mean, it, at the end of the day, it's it's hard to play this position. It's the toughest position in all of sports. And when you, when you come in as a young man, and you're still trying to learn and you haven't had a spring practice and you haven't had that, that normal offseason, it's very hard. There's a lot more that goes into playing the position than being able to just go play catch with the football. Uh, there's a lot of information being communicated between the offensive line, between the quarterback, verbally and non-verbally with the receivers. So there's a plethora of information that has to get processed uh, prior to the ball being snapped. And and at the end of the day, a young guy that hasn't been in the system, that hasn't, doesn't have the experience, it is a process that you have to go through. And that's why typically um, you don't see guys truly have success or they get better okay, as they become more comfortable in the offense. And, and again, the reason that he hasn't had the reps is because of the things I've just alluded to. Um, and I think he the one good thing about Harrison, he continues to work every day. Uh, he has shown improvement to us. Um, and we look forward to, con- to to having him continue to improve. And when we feel comfortable that, that he's in that position, um, you know, with him showing us, then, then Coach Pruitt will make those decisions based on uh, when he feels comfortable putting him in the game.
1: And I know fans are hoping that Tennessee staff is more comfortable, one, putting Harrison Bailey in the game, two, letting him throw a pass because he was forced to throw a pass on fourth and four. I laid out the reasons why I thought that was bad decision-making by the coaching staff on Monday's show. And then in that final drive, it was not a very good opportunity. They were inviting him to throw check down passes, which he did a good job of, but that's not how you grow. That's not how you develop. And that's not going to tell us anything about what Harrison is able to do. There's no reason for Jarrett Garantano to be practicing right now. Even if he were cleared, I would say, Hey, you're going to sit. And I would give Harrison Bailey reps. I would spend more time getting him ready. And look, if, if it goes poorly in practice, well, that's, concerning but at least you get a better idea so the talk of well it's difficult to get reps for the different quarterbacks I agree with that and I think that's true that should not apply here to Harrison Bailey uh, you know JT Shroud and, and Brian Mauer. I'm sorry that things have gone so poorly for them to this point but they have and Harrison Bailey is a guy with some upside I believe and uh, I would give him an opportunity to show what he can do if if you're worried about not getting him enough time Well, you've been gifted in some ways some extra time, at least we believe right now. So I would spend more time getting Harrison Bailey ready, even if that means he's not necessarily your starter, but he could be your number two, because as we know, Tennessee has needed its number two on multiple occasions and should prepare as if that's going to be the case at some point this season, whether that's the Auburn game or sometime before the end of the year, which now is set for December 12th against Texas A&M. Coming up next on Locked on Vols, we'll continue to look at the future for Tennessee as I'll talk to Ryan Callahan of Go Vols 247. He covers Tennessee football and recruiting about where things stand with Tennessee's commitment list as guys are right now holding firm with their commitments. We'll discuss that coming up next here on Locked on Vols and some personnel updates. On Tuesday's show, I mentioned an injury to a key Defender. I didn't actually get to that on the show, so I'll do that in the final segment of today's show and how that could open up another opportunity for a young player, maybe a few young players. On Tennessee's roster. That's all right here on Locked On Vols. Today it is presented by Coors Light. And boy, the way things have gone, I know that you could use an ice cold Coors Light when you're sitting down watching football, which will still go on this weekend. We have the Masters coming up this weekend. Um, action on a Wednesday night. You get home from work or you're done with your work day at home. You want to sit back and just enjoy your evening. Coors Light is there for you. It's the perfect beer to choose when you want to unwind. It's the perfect beer to choose. When you want to chill because Coors Light is literally made to chill. It's cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. Coors Light is as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies from Coors Brewing Company in Golden Colorado. And when you sit back and you want to watch the football game, want to watch whatever sporting event you're watching, you just want to enjoy it, right? Coors Light can help you with that. That's the one to choose when you want to unwind. When you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. That's Coors Light. You can get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. And you may know if you've been listening to Locked on Vols that if I need a snack, if I need a food item on the go, something that's easy, something that's convenient, my choice is the Built Bar. And I actually have an important update for you it's not number 1 yet, but I think I'm updating my flavor rankings of the different built bars that I've had. I think peanut butter's still my favorite, but salted caramel is the new challenger. It's either number 2 or number 3. Peanut butter brownie's terrific as well. I've enjoyed a number of different flavors in the lineup. I like double chocolate a lot, but salted caramel might be my new one. How about this? Go to builtbar.com. And look at all the different flavors that they have as they continue to add to the list as well. All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're delicious, and they're a healthy option for you. If you're looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat, choose the Built Bar. Low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. You can go to BuiltBar.com, and when you do, remember to use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. There has been an obvious question with Tennessee struggling on the field over the last few weeks. How is that affecting the Vols on the recruiting trail? I talked to Ryan Callahan of GoVols247.com, who does a great job covering Tennessee and Tennessee football recruiting. We spoke on Football Futures on the Sports Animal on Tuesday night. And we talked about that, how things have gone over the last few weeks, what commitments think, where Tennessee stands with a couple of the most highly touted players on Tennessee's board that they're going after, cornerback Nyland Green, defensive lineman Taiwan Malone. So I wanted you to hear that here. Here's Ryan Callahan of Go Vols 247, first discussing where everything stands with Tennessee's committed players as the Vols try to work through their issues on the field.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I think they're okay right now, uh, obviously, two and four there's still four games to be played so the the big mystery is is what's going to happen in the coming weeks uh, because as as losses pile up you know it gets it sometimes gets a little bit harder for guys to say I'm okay now if it's you know if they're if we're looking at two and six in a couple weeks things could start to could start to look pretty pretty tough for for some of these guys who've, who've not really known what to expect from Tennessee this year but certainly didn't expect uh, a losing season like this given where Tennessee was last year so uh, the, the one thing though that I think is really working in Tennessee's favor is that it's not a normal year that these guys aren't able to take visits that they're not having the opportunity to to explore other options uh, the, the fact that these guys in a lot of cases will have to sign without taking any more visits is definitely going to I think help Tennessee have a, a pretty good chance of keeping this class together so we're not seeing anyone really wavering on their, on their commitments right now. I, I think there are some guys to still worry about maybe uh, at least a little bit, you know, Terrence Lewis, the five-star linebacker from uh, South Florida. He's, he certainly has, uh, has Miami in his, in his ear uh, and, and Miami, it sounds like is, has been a little bit more involved lately and they're, they're a real concern, but you know, not a whole lot of guys you can point to in this class and say, they're looking around pretty significantly, you know, guys like Demarius McGee, the cornerback from, uh, from Florida. He's also, I think someone to keep an eye on, LSU's had some serious involvement with him in recent months, but it's it's just a handful of guys for the most part. So I think they're okay for now, but check back in a few weeks, and and it could be a little bit different. You know, we've seen Caden Salter and other guys reaffirm their commitments, and it's going to be more of a struggle to, to get guys to continue to say that if the losses continue to pile up.
1: Yeah, I think Cody Brown's a really important player in this class. He's a highly touted running back who's committed to Tennessee. What would you think about his status right now? And then if things do continue to go south, I would I would guess he's a guy that's going to hear from schools. What would you say about Cody?
0: Yeah, so the, the, the main one uh, that, that's been involved with him in recent months is the one that it came down to before he committed to Tennessee. It was Tennessee and Auburn. And Auburn hasn't completely backed off. They've They've been looking for another running back in this class, and they've, they've stayed involved, it sounds like. Uh, so I, I think that's at least a little bit of a concern there. He's been to Auburn a, you know, a handful of times in the past, um, just liked the opportunity and, and the program at Tennessee. So, he's, he's, so far, he's been pretty solid, you know, not, not much reason to, to worry too much there. Uh, and I think he still likes the running back situation, but that's, that's at least something to keep an eye on there with another SEC team involved.
1: Ryan Callahan, govals 247com What about an uncommitted prospect, Nyland Green, who I know has shown a lot of interest in Tennessee. Tennessee needs help at the corner position. What do you think about the status of Nyland Green?
0: You know, that one's, it's been a really interesting battle the last couple months. Tennessee, you know, at one point looked like they were essentially out of the running. I mean, they, they were maybe fifth or so at best on his list, maybe, uh, you know, early, early summer or so. And, and they've really made up some ground since then. And, and, and I think have as, still have as good a chance as anybody of, of landing him as of right now. I think it's a Tennessee-Georgia battle and has been down the stretch. You know, Auburn and Clemson were, were also heavy contenders at one point. But uh, it seems like that one's uh, become a two-team race here in the last couple months. And, I, you know, Tennessee just got him on campus uh, a few weeks ago for the Alabama game. Uh, I think Tennessee has been in good shape. But, again, you know, how, how does he view Tennessee in the midst of this, uh, of this skid? And, and will the losses as the, you know, if they continue to pile up, make a difference in his decision, he's, he's getting close to a decision. You know, that's the other thing. Will this complicate his timeline for a decision? Will he want to wait a little bit longer to see how the rest of the season plays out? Uh, because that, that I'm sure people around him at, at least, are, are are maybe cautioning him that, Hey, there, there could be some changes at Tennessee. If this, uh, if this gets worse, not that Jeremy Pruitt's going anywhere, but there always could be staff changes and things like that. So, I think it is something that he's at least keeping an eye on. And, you know, if things go, went perfectly, I think he's maybe potentially within a week or two of making a decision. Uh, he talked about mid-November as a target date. So that, that's going to be really fascinating to watch in, in the next week or two to see if Nyland Green does pull the trigger, does he wait a little bit longer. But I think Tennessee as of right now still has about as good a chance as anybody and, and was probably the favorite within the last week or two as long as those losses don't change
1: his mind. Yeah, here's probably an understatement, Ryan, but in the next four or five weeks, there are four games remaining for Tennessee, and we'll see if there are any scheduling changes, of course, but they could be really interesting because you have the games on the field. Uh, there will continue to at least be questions about the staff, as you mentioned, what might happen with some assistants who obviously play a huge role in recruiting, but it's not a normal year either. So what happened? I mean, it, it would seem like it could be a fluid situation one way or the other, right?
0: Definitely, and that's, uh, you know, I think one of the big things that's going to, dictate this year I think a lot of players are sort of sitting back and waiting to see if the dead period gets extended it currently runs through January 1st if that doesn't get extended and players are able to go back out on the road and take visits potentially in January you may see a lot of guys not sign in December uh, and just give themselves a chance to hit the road again because no one's had that opportunity since March uh, unless they've taken some visits during the dead period which haven't allowed them to have in-person contact with coaches so that's one big variable here. And then obviously any changes Tennessee might have between now and December 16, when the, when the early signing period starts, but, you know, if Tennessee mostly remains intact and, and doesn't have a lot of changes and can, can finish the season better, uh, I, I think it'll be if, you know, a relatively quiet uh, early, early signing period in terms of, uh, you know, turnover within this class, but if there's some turnover, if, if the early signing period uh, ends up not being the end for these guys because they have a chance to take visits in January, then things could really get interesting for Tennessee and they might have more competition for some guys. So there's a lot that's going to happen in the next five to six weeks that really could either shake up this class or keep it pretty status quo, depending on how those two things go.
1: Hey, Ryan, what do you think about defensive lineman Taiwan Malone?
0: Yeah, that, that's another real, really big battle that, you know, obviously one of the big name targets left on Tennessee's board. I, I think Tennessee's got a, as good a shot as anybody at him. He's a, a really interesting player because he's a 300 pound baseball player uh, and, a, and a good one, not, not just a guy who kind of wants to play baseball in college. He, he's maybe got an equal chance of being a, uh, a pretty good professional baseball player uh, as he does of, of playing football professionally, uh, kind of a, you know, Frank Thomas like hitter uh, in a lot of people's minds. Uh, Maybe not quite at that level just yet, but has a chance to be pretty good. So he's looking at baseball programs. I think he likes the idea of playing SEC baseball. And that's one of the reasons I think Tennessee and Ole Miss are seen as two of the main contenders there. Uh, Texas A&M and Florida State would be maybe a couple of other schools to watch in that one. But the two we've heard most about lately are Tennessee and Ole Miss. So um, he was being recruited by Jimmy Brumbaugh, the former defensive line coach, but that didn't hurt Tennessee too much. It didn't seem like that he left. Um, so I think the Vols are still right in the thick of that one, and you know, we'll see again how much the season affects his interest in Tennessee. But right now I think they're still up there and have as good a shot
1: as anybody. Ryan Callahan of GoVols247.com. Right now Tennessee's okay in recruiting, but I would say they need better results on the field. That's probably pretty obvious, right? If things continue to go down a darker path, On the field, it will at least make things more challenging for Tennessee's coaching staff in recruiting. Coming up next for the final segment of Locked On Vols, an injury to a key defensive lineman, one player who could get more of an opportunity because of that, and I would just say more freshmen we should be paying attention to. I'll talk about that coming up in the final segment here of Locked On Vols, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
0: available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: There was unfortunate news coming out of Tennessee's game on Saturday. Defensive lineman Latrell Bumpus was injured during pregame warm-ups, had somebody roll up on him, and he suffered a knee injury that will likely cost him the season if Tennessee's playing December 12th. Based on the timeline Jeremy Pruitt laid out, maybe he could come back that week. It would appear that he's likely done for the season. Four to six weeks was the description from Jeremy Pruitt on Monday, and it really is unfortunate. It was a a pregame injury. This is something that Will Overstreet kind of ranted about during the Why They Were Stupid segment on the Sports Source a few weeks ago as Trey Smith got he got rolled up on, I believe, and hobbled off during pregame warm-ups before the Alabama game and, of course, played the game, but I'm not sure Trey's been 100%. That's another question I have from over the last few weeks, but Bump has suffered what appears to be a season-ending injury, and I, I could go into the way that he suffered the injury there. I would recommend you go back and check out the Sports Source episode from October 25th because... Will Overstreet was he was pretty caught off guard by what he saw, and again, it was during the "why they were stupid" segment. So you can read into that what you will. Um, they need to, they need to change some of their pregame warm up plans if they're having linemen get injured. That just I think goes without saying but there I said it. So they need to figure something out there. That's uh, that's a huge mistake. But with Latrell Bumpus being out and all the best to him for him to try to come back next year and help Tennessee on the defensive line assuming that's what he wants to do, that does open up an opportunity for Amari Thomas. He's a freshman defensive lineman from Memphis who has played over the last few games. He played on Saturday and he would be somebody to watch as this season goes along. Amari was a highly touted player in the 2020 class, very talented prospect. And he's a guy that's going to have a good amount of opportunity, I would say, in the final few weeks. Savion Williams also announced that he is in the transfer portal. So a junior college signee from the 2019 class. He was a really highly, highly touted guy last year who was expected to come in and help right away. And it was really Darrell Middleton who ended up helping from the junior college ranks last year on the defensive line. So Williams did not really contribute over the last two seasons, and he has decided to move on. And there's another player that Tennessee brought in, hoping to help up front, that did not work out for Tennessee. So let's see what Amari Thomas can do over the next few weeks. Tyler Barron spoke to the media on Tuesday. There's a true freshman that we'll be continuing to watch as this season goes along. I think he can be a good pass rusher for the Vols. They actually had two freshmen speak to the media, Barron and Jalen Hyatt. It's always a big deal when the freshmen get to speak because they don't get to talk very often. So for Tyler Barron and Jalen Hyatt to talk to the media, says something about what the coaching staff sees in them. But another conversation over the next week and a half at least will be, Is this an opportunity for young players to get more practice time? We saw Keen Lawrence this past weekend. We see more of him. And I know I'm repeating conversation from last week and two weeks ago. The results have been fairly competitive on Saturdays as well. So let's see if there is more of an opportunity. And also, can they just find more players that can step up and help? That's part of this process that Tennessee is going through. That's part of what Tennessee needs to rebound in a week and a half. When the Vols go to Auburn, then you have Vanderbilt. Then after that, it's Florida and Texas A&M. So it's a change-up in what Tennessee will do. We're scheduled to hear from Jeremy Pruitt on Wednesday with the SEC Coaches teleconference. I don't know if he'll have another media session. Uh, I'm guessing that he will after practice, assuming Tennessee's schedule remains the same. But uh, I'll have some updates for you from Jeremy Pruitt tomorrow on how Tennessee will handle everything. Also, check out the show notes. I'll put a link there if you have any questions about the Texas A&M game, ticket information, all that stuff, with that being a December 12th game. Bill Martin from UT shared some info online. So I'll put a link in the show notes if that's something that could be helpful for you. But it's a a different week in the SEC with Mississippi State-Auburn being off. Alabama-LSU has been postponed it may not be played and tennessee and texas a&m were postponed as well and we'll see if anything else happens within the conference. I appreciate you being here today on Locked On Vols as uh, we'll continue the conversation around Tennessee football, Tennessee basketball this week. If anything pops up in recruiting, I'll have you covered on that as well. On Locked On Vols, it's here 5 days a week covering what's going on with Tennessee football, Tennessee basketball, Tennessee athletics. Thanks for spreading the word to other Tennessee fans. Thank you for hanging out. I'll see you right here tomorrow on Locked On Vols, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.